This is the dead ass only Nixon Nets hour with your boys, Ja, and the incomparable Mr. Oh My. Josh. And we here. This is something that we just thought about doing where as the, the Knicks and Nets fans of the podcast, being that we're new, the New York teams and then we have a... The losers. <laughs> I get the losers. <laughs> and, you know, we have a lot of Knicks and Nets fans that listen to this podcast. We thought we should have certain times where we just talk about the Knicks and Nets and not ants, yeah. punk-ass Boston Celtics because this is New York. Yeah. So... No. With that said, where do we start? There's so much more going on with the Knicks than the Nets right now. The Nets, like, y'all are more in the news because of the Kyrie thing, because mm-hmm. Kyrie is now, like, the pariah of, of the NBA and everyone's attacking him on a daily. Most hated, man. I said this a couple of way yeah. deep into season one. Deep into season one. I said it. That might have been and like that might have been like episode four, bro. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> and y'all was telling me, y'all was like, Josh, oh my God, you're being too sensitive about it. But I saw it coming. I saw it coming. I can't argue with that, man. I really can't. Kyrie yeah. might be the NBA's most hated. Yeah, and we're just in the news because of Kyrie, but the Knicks are in the news for good things. Yeah, a lot of front office hirings. We have signed Leon Rose was as president of basketball operations, and he signed William Worldwide West, who you heard mentioned in a bunch of rap songs. Most notably Hove and Drake. Yeah. Um, then there were a lot of like smaller like scouting hires and um, assistant GM hires, things just to show up a front office that is in desperate need of sharing up. You want to know a fun fact about the yeah, Knicks? Fun fact. Before Leon Rose um, came in, the Knicks had the smallest scouting, um, well, the smallest front office out of the whole NBA. So you know how NBA teams have multiple scouts, multiple scouts, multiple um, assistants to help them in different areas. The Knicks only had the bare minimum. So that's why it's like, finally, the Knicks are actually updating in their size of getting people who do specific things. Which is, it, it, it's, it shows you how poorly managed we were before, but it also gives you optimism for what's happening right now. So the Knicks have hired Brock Aller. This is coming from ESPN. This was written by, I'd like to give people their credit on this thing. Um, I'll tell you the person's name when I find it. But the associate, it's from the Associated Press. The Knicks, the Nick, the New York Knicks hired three executives Wednesday as build. They want to as a build a new front office. From President Leon Rose, they hired Brock Aller, who was hired as Vice President of Basketball Strategic Planning. Walter Perrin is the Assistant General Manager for College College Scouting, and Frank Zanin, the Assistant General Manager for Pro Scouting, who I think Josh hates. This that's the one guy that I couldn't give y'all the props on hiring. He was a part of the the Nets front office that was a part of that big um Boston heist. So like all those picks. So what you saying is you have PTSD from him? Yeah, I have PTSD from him. Um, a, a lot of people. The reason why he's in the league, I don't know what he does personally. So, but I know that he was very good friends with Kobe. So you know how that goes. You know somebody. You always have a job, but true. he has a chance to prove that he can actually do the job. I just had to warn Ja and all my other Nick fan friends about him. 
that he has he was a part of one of the biggest heists in NBA. That let's be right, true. Let's be be fair about Boston fumble. They fumbled that shit. Something special. Thank God. Well, can we call it um, fumbling when they got Tatum and Brown out of it? Um, to be honest, not when you traded the only number one pick out of that. Not the number one pick. You traded one of the picks to get a star, and that star comes to the team that you supposedly fleeced. Yeah. This is true. That's the karma of the Isaiah Thomas trade. Yeah. So, I feel like... Booga, 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 Boston. Both teams... I feel like now hindsight is twenty twenty. Both teams won. Yes. But the Nets had to win by climbing uphill. Yeah, and and... That horrible trade made us hire a smart GM. So that's why I say we won. Yes. And so I, in terms of smart GMs, I've seen Kendrick Perkins. Was it Kendrick Perkins? It wasn't Kendrick Perkins. I like, you like to blame a lot of things on Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> oh, no, it was Kendrick Perkins who said that um, was basically denouncing the Knicks hiring of Leon Rose. It's like, oh, the Knicks, like- the Knicks doing it. Like you need to hire someone that knows the job, knows the business. The next, they say he. I think his point was, other GMs could have beefs with him from his times as, uh, as a agent. And I'm, my whole thing is, if you look at the Lakers, if you look at the Warriors, yeah, if you look at there's a, there's like two other teams that have like ex agents in their front office who are doing and it's working good jobs. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like. So- that's clutch talking. Yeah, exactly. Because oh, clutch. it's funny you say. I didn't even think about that. Because do you know who used to who used to represent LeBron James? Mm-hmm. One Leon Rose. Leon Rose. That's so, clutch talking right there. There you go. I'd even not see. Look at Josh piecing it together for me. I'm, I'm not gonna hold you. Uh, Kendrick Perkins. Is, they should not have him as a mouthpiece for clutch because this is he's making everything so obvious. He's become a puppet. He's become a puppet and a bad one. He's making every and and you know like we always have these Knicks Nets debates, but I don't I don't hate y'all. <laughs> it, it's boring when a ride when both of us is bad, and it's, it's it's even more boring when one is supposed to be good and then one is bad. I want both of us to be good. Like when the when the Nets first came to Brooklyn, I remember how that was. We was we were semi good, but the Knicks were better. And it was every time they met together, it was a real game. Real game. I miss those. I miss Cole those. Pace and and and, and Melo and KG. Mm-hmm. The first year with KG and them was here. They were really, really real team. Yep. And it was like, even though you know, Nick fans be going extra, be like, oh, the the Nets will never. They're they little five guys in the fan base. It's, it's still bad. It's basketball. Then after that, you can still be friends. But I want to see real basketball. You know what that would do for the city? Yeah, if Knicks and Nets games ever really mattered, like, and if I mean, like, oh. mattered to the point where, like, they're both like contending for the Eastern Conference oh championship, God. like best team in the East kind of thing, that would be amazing. <laughs> and not to mention, like, this is a basketball city. Like, if basketball took over this city again, like, and we had two good teams, yeah. it would be like inarguable. But. Um, back to like the Knicks for a second. Yeah. I am pro Leon Rose. I am like I think that he has been one of the best agents for a long time, and then he brought in one of the best people person in a long time. World Wide West. Like no one really knows what World Wide West does. You know what I mean? He's like a mythical figure amongst basketball people. But all you know is he's lo- very loved, very respected by the culture. He's loved yep. by the culture. And the pro- one thing that 
Worldwide West gives the Knicks as being official part of the front office is that we won't have problems getting face-to-face meetings anymore. Players is like players in the league not just turning down meetings with Worldwide West. That's just not going to happen. Yeah. Like we at least gonna get them to come and sit down and talk. Mm-hmm. Like Worldwide West would have never allowed us to not recruit KD. Like reach out to him. Like yo, bro, you ever thought about playing? Like that wouldn't have happened if people like him was in was in power. Would have still supposedly. Offered him a contract. I still don't believe that story. Yeah, that's up in the air. Like, I would. That is one of my like media goals to get to the bottom of that one day. Like, did we actually not offer KD the max? You know what I mean? Like, like, (laughs) I really want to know because I think that would really like. That's just a crazy sentence. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, where you you didn't offer one of the 15 best players ever uh, a contract? Damn, B, that's crazy. (laughs) And then that's just like, um. This will be the best plan in our history. Oh, we'll take him. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Patrick Ewan, but Katie would have been the best plan. Yeah, he would have been. Yeah. Like, very easily. Very easily. <sighs> he didn't hit three. If he didn't hit two, three. I'm not going to talk about it before I, get, before I lose my mind, <laughs> bro. Before I lose my mind, I'm getting hot in this house. <laughs> no, but, um, but um, I'm looking forward to the draft because, like, our teams mm-hmm. are two teams that's looking towards the draft now because we are going to. Oh, no, you're still in the running, right? That's on the running, right? Yeah, we're in the running. I, I wanted to be a part of this draft, but it's not going to happen. Well, and, and luckily, this draft ain't the draft. You know what I mean? Like, I've, I've figured that out by doing my research that this isn't the draft where you... um Yeah, you just want LaMelo. Yeah, they, like, there's two players in this draft who I think could be superstar. Like, I don't know if Anthony Edwards could be a superstar, but he could be an all-star. Star. He could be an all-star in this league, for sure. Melo being a 6'7 point guard and could pass the way he passes, Mm -hmm. he could be a superstar. And that mesh with him and RJ will be unbelievable. But the one thing I would say about LaMelo is of any really good prospect, he has a lot of visible flaws in his game. Like, it's very apparent, like, that he is a gifted passer but he isn't a good point guard yet like he can pass the ball extremely well but he makes a lot of big just blunders and mistakes it does it does it does but Steph is the greatest shooter of all time and LaMelo Ball isn't so (laughs) (laughs) it's a stark difference between the two of them but I feel what you're saying and I'm saying LaMelo only 19 right uh, no, he's younger. I think 18. he's about to turn 18. So, LaMelo only 18, so of course mm. he has a lot of space to grow, And but I don't but know. That's, that's why um I think it would be a good fit, like, because LaMelo does everything well that RJ don't do, and RJ does everything well that LaMelo don't do. This is true. They so, it's have, like, that's a perfect mix in the backcourt. Just like how the Lakers fumbled, not to mention Lakers in this thing, but the Lakers, it was supposed to be Lonzo and D'Lo. They, that could have worked. Like, those guys just, they mesh because they do something that the other one doesn't. So The fear for the, like, and I'm not trying to get ahead of myself and say the Knicks are getting LaMelo ball. I was going to get to, like, us, our pick next. Mm-hmm. But, like, of course we want LaMelo. And that's who I think they're going for. My gut tells me the Knicks are going to trade up and try to get LaMelo in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, which we have enough assets to do so at this point. Like, if Jaden Mitchell Rob? I don't think that's what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, would assume, I would assume it would be, say the Warriors get the one pick, we would, I, would, I would presumably be giving up our, pick, our number one pick this year mm-hmm. and one of those future Dallas number ones. No players in this? 
Um, probably. Um, who you think they would want? I don't like. I say Frank. They ask for Mitchell Rob. I was. I would be Frank. All right. To be honest, I don't think they asked for Mitchell Rob. Yeah, it will they be Frank. Probably... It'll be Frank and a picks swapping picks in the current draft and the future first. But Frank's not enough. I I think Frank's enough for the Warriors. The Warriors not building a starting lineup. They're building the bench. They go Knox go be in that. And they still got. I I, I wouldn't mind it, but I do think <laughs> I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it, but I was I was watching Leon Rose's interview with the Knicks the other day. His uh, and he. He wouldn't sound completely sold on Kevin Knox, but he does sound like he's still interested in Kevin Knox. Like, I still mm-hmm. want to see what's there. But Frank was not mentioned once. He did not, like, when they asked him about the young guys on the team, he did not mm-hmm. mention Frank and Lakina once. He was like, yeah, RJ, Mitch, Kevin Knox, they got, they, they still, they, they could be good players. That was it. That's where he stopped. So I think he kind of foreshadowed a little bit about how he felt about, and I think You'll take the him. team. I think a team like the Warriors would definitely look at Frank as an asset because he does the things that they need, like defense, defense hustle. Yeah. And his jump shot isn't as bad as people make it out to be. Like they it just they, don't fall. And he has a good form. So over time, yeah. I do feel like he's going to turn himself into a dependable three-point shooter. And he's so, learning from the best shooters in exactly. the league. Exactly. So, so I think like I think that could be a, a, a move right there. So What about Randall? Well, if y'all get rid of Randall or Bobby Porter's one of those guys in that deal? Well, one of them is leaving. We will not Bobby Portis, Julius Randle, and Taj Gibson will not be Knicks next season. Like they all three will not be on the roster. I don't know who stays. I do think Julius Randle's contract is a little harder to trade, but at the same time, he's the most valuable player of the three. And his it's not that bad. He makes like twenty million dollars a year. And everybody yeah, in the NBA makes twenty million dollars a year now. Like it feels like makes twenty mil. It feels like you either make the minimum or twenty million dollars. There is no middle ground anymore. So his contract is not that hard to trade. Um, if I'm being honest, I'm not the biggest fan of his game, but I also – I'm talking about Julius Randle. Okay. But, like, I also didn't get to watch him play with a point guard for most of last year. So it doesn't feel like it's fair to judge that. Um, and with that said, then I'm assuming if we don't get um, LaMelo Ball, we will be looking at Tyrese Halliburton or um, Killian – I think it's Killian Hayes is the kid's name, the French kid. And y'all gonna, y'all gonna do y'all y'all man's like that? Who? Greg Anthony's son? He is not being drafted by the Cole next. Anthony? If cause listen, man, this is how I look at it. We need a point guard. Everybody on earth knows the next thing a point guard. Cole Anthony is so, a point. He is a point guard. But these other two point guards are ranked higher than him on the draft board, and they're better players than him. Like you, I'm not big on Cole Anthony. I'm just not. I think Cole Anthony's better than Halliburton. Maybe I'm wrong. I haven't watched tape on. I watch a lot of Halliburton, and um, I guess I'll attach some footage to this video, or this audio, whatever we put it out as. But Halliburton is like a six seven point. He's like very Sean Livingston esque in like his body type. He's a tall point guard, like rangy, better athlete than you think. He's a better three point mm-hmm. shooter than you would. Um, like he has an ugly form, but he shot like. 48% from three in college last year. So he's Zoe. He's Lonzo. Yes, he's more Zoe. He's more Zoe than anything. But I don't like him and Hayes. Two biggest downfalls are they're bad at attacking the rim. They don't get to the line a lot. They How tall you said he was again? 6'7. And he don't attack the rim? 6'6. Six, six. Yeah, he just, he's a, he's a, I don't know. It's not very, it's, it's, that's his weird. Game, his game is awkward. But the reason why. He he would be my pick between him and Killian Hayes because he's more of an off. He can play off ball too, like 
he could run off ball, play, knock down open threes. He's interchangeable. Hayes is younger. He has more like superstar potential, I would say. I would say if Hayes was to max, not max out, maybe not max out, but if Hayes was to reach like his, maybe his potential, I would say he could be very similar to what D'Lo was for y'all. He's lefty, shoot well, good t- good feel for the game, floater, good floater game, but don't really attack the rim like that. Um, good little pull-up jump shot. But I am at the point with the Knicks where it's like, I need someone who knows how to run an offense and is has played in like meaningful basketball games against like meaningful NBA players, p- future NBA players and stuff like that. So I'm leaning towards Halliburton because neither one of these guys are like amazing point guards. They're like, they can both be, I see so, very solid and Hayes has more upside. Yeah. So I'm leaning towards Halliburton for the Knicks. I would really want to suck next year too. Cause next year's draft like, if we had to suck again, I wouldn't mind sucking this year because next year's draft is the bee's knees, as the whites would say. Right. Well, that's what I was about to ask you about. Um, you think you'll be that bad with the coaches? Like, save your, you think you're going to hire Tom Thibodeau? Oh, we even talk about that. Um, I like Tibbs, and I feel like he seems to be the front runner right now because I think the the front office's goal is just to ship to, to whip the young guys into shape. That was something basically Leon Rose said in that interview, and Tom Thibodeau has the best track record of that. Yep. But sure. I would also say Kenny Atkinson's also proved to be very capable of building young players, mm-hmm. holding them accountable, and building a good culture because. Tom Thib- unless Tom Thibodeau has, I guess, evolved into the current NBA, his style is still like one generation ago. Like he still played like last generation's basketball. And I, like defensively, he will make your team sound, take away the corner three, chase you off the line, um, file you into the lane, the whole nine. He could be very instrumental for shit like that. But if, I, if we get Tom Thibodeau, I would like him to come with an offensive guru. I would like for him to come with a person that is known strictly for running an amazing offense and Tibbs keeps his hands off the offense and coaches mostly defense and runs practice because his Bulls offenses were so generic. They were so like isolation, Derrick Rose, pick and roll. Like, and unfortunately we don't have Derrick Rose. So like I would need someone to run a more complex offense for us. And so I'm looking, and they, they got a lot of candidates, which is another thing I wanted to talk about. Well, I see some people knocking the Knicks for like, oh, you coaching, they, they interview all these guys. It's like, it's about, it's going to be eight months off they're going to have in total between when they come back, when they left and when they, the season ends. Yeah. So why not be as thorough as possible? Interview as mm-hmm. much people as you possibly can. That's how a regular coaching search goes. So anybody who thinks that's dysfunctional, I don't but know where you've been. Most coaching searches, they usually have like the two or three guys, three or four guys that are like their candidates. Like the Knicks are at like candidate number 10 at this point. Like we interviewing mad people. That's what I remember um, when Sean Marks first got hired. It was like that for us. Like we we interviewed um, Kenny Atkinson, like two um, assistant coaches from the Spurs. Um, It was like five other guys that we interviewed too. And then it was a surprise thing about Kenny Atkinson. He wasn't even a front runner. Like we didn't have no front runner. You know how Sean Mark operate. Yeah, he don't he go. Don't, he don't say nothing. He, yeah. He keeps everything on the hush. So He's like a splinter cell. He don't say mm-hmm. shit. So that, so I, I see it like 
y'all doing the right thing. I think no, so too. No stone left unturned. So I think so too. And it's just like we don't. We're never gonna know until it starts happening. But I feel like they're actually putting together a plan at this point. Like it looks like they have an idea of the team they're trying to build, and it seems like CAA has a good enough relationship. Well, I won't call it CAA no more, but. Leon Rose and World Wide West have a good no, enough relationship. Still call it that. <laughs> have a good enough relationship with um, James Dolan that he'll stay at, as much out of their way as possible. Mm-hmm. And you got to see about that one. Yeah, <laughs> you got to see. But I think I would say I feel like he learned. Like he gave Phil a lot of autonomy, bro. He made he pulled the plug on one Phil thing. He's like, "A fan, we not trading KP." which we ended up trading KP anyways. But it was it like... It would have been a better trade if I let Phil trade KP. I agree, but I... For the, for the fourth pick, I would have had Darren Fox up in here. Yeah, true. But it was the way K, it was the way Phil was going about it. Like, he was, like, violating the kid. Like, he was talking about, like... he It, it was a thing, like... And the people in New York still loved KP. It wasn't like we didn't see these signs of whatever. And Phil didn't have the best track record at the moment. So it was like, yo, bro, like, we're not fucking with you. You know, like, Melo or KP, what we supposed to do with you? Listen, man, Phil changed my mind after the last day in stock. So until until he does something absolutely wrong, he's right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Want to uh, work for us, bro? Go. You could do all the only um home games. Oh, you oh you want to be y'all coach? No, 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 no. Like I said, you bugging. He old. Triangle could work for us, but nah. Yeah, because you have KD, and at the end of the game, you're not throwing the ball to isolation. Fuck yeah. the triangle. Him, him, and him and Kyrie actually would work. I don't know if you say that, it actually would be pretty awesome. I'm just saying. So. But no, 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 we're not doing that. But um, in the Nets world, what's going, on over there? what's going on over there? What's happening? Papa's coming to Brooklyn. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Josh's hot take of the century, guys. Bro, I've been saying pop. How long I've been saying it for? How many months? At least the beginning of this NBA season, you've been saying it. So pop is coming six, to Brooklyn. seven months at this point. Um, I know. What are, you, what are your sources? What are your sources of pop? Oh, I've seen little tidbits of, you know, pop. They saying he's going to retire, right? Mm-hmm. But pop has never come out and said, guys. I'm retiring from basketball. He just says, I'm leaving the Spurs. If you look at all his statement, he's saying he's leaving the Spurs, right? Now, here's the other thing. Pop was coaching Team USA, and he was very adamant about saying, KD, I don't want you to come here unless you're 100%. I really care about your health. Why you care so much, Pop? Why you care so much about KD? That's crazy. All right. That's two. Now three, I just saw recently, I sent it to um John and and um having family business right now, so he's not with us. Um he's selling his house in San Antonio. I don't know. These are these look like common things that somebody is leaving. And you know, the Nets don't help by being quiet. So they don't, you know. They don't have a like, oh, this is the candidate that they're looking at. They had that, but a lot of people, Stephen A mentioned Pop on TV. He's like, Pop would be a very good coach with him. Why is Stephen A saying that? Not only 
not only Stephen A, but Scoop. I know a lot of people was like, yo, you got Scoop. Shout out to my boy Scoop B. A lot of people saying, Scoop, uh, you going him for resources or references? But Scoop has been on top of everything Brooklyn Nets related. He told everybody that Kyrie had a serious shoulder injury before it came out. So he put Pop in the coach search that they looking at. I'm just saying. It's not that far-fetched to me, you know, what it may sound like. I'll tell you this right now. If Sean Marks against Greg Popovich, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving in less than two years, statue in front of the Buckley Center. (laughs) He needs a lifetime contract. He needs one. He needs a statue in front of the Buckley Center. Vinny's need to create a shirt with his face on it. Yeah. Like all of that. Yeah. He needs his own cheesecake at Junior's named after him. Mm-hmm. Renamed the Brooklyn Bridge. He's an Avenue or Boulevard named after him. Renamed the Brooklyn Bridge is Sean Marks Bridge. Yep. Like, listen, man. I'm just I saying. Was. And um, the vet that we're looking at, you know, might be coming to Serge Ibaka. Might, maybe. He was caught liking, you know, Nets posts. Yo, your sources are crazy, my nigga. <laughs> I, I'm really in tune with. I'm following these these players. I'm seeing if you're a free agent or you're a coach. I'm I'm looking at what you're doing. That's what you're doing, Serge Ibaka. Why is he? Why are you liking pictures of of um Karis Avert, KD, Kyrie, and Spencer? You don't even follow Nets pages, and you liking Nets pages posts. I Not mean, the official Nets page post. It's a random Nets fan page. You're liking that? Was this on IG or Twitter? Huh? Was this IG or Twitter? IG. Ooh, IG. Come on. And you know Twitter, that will I'll give it a pass if it's Twitter. Cause if you follow anything NBA related, it'll just pop up. You'd be like, yo, that's true. You like it. But IG, you gotta really look for that. Josh, you're making some valid points about Kendrick uh, and Serge Ibaka. But uh um, pop? Yo, I really just don't see Pop leaving the Spurs. Like nobody saw KD coming to the Nets. That's all I gotta say. I don't say nobody. I just think people thought more he was coming to the Knicks, but the Nets was definitely in nah, the equation. It was a zero. The Nets were getting a meeting. That's what everybody knew. They was like, yeah, the Nets definitely getting a meeting, but they're not getting KD. You know it. Listen, man, I don't remember those days too. That was dark times for me. <laughs> but those are my predictions so far. Um Oh, um, how you feel about Alonzo Trail for Theo Benson? <laughs> I don't get that. I really don't get that one. The reason I don't get that one is like, what is what what is a Theo Pinson? And like Alonzo Trier had like redeemable qualities Talent. as a basketball player. Talent, yes. I don't understand why he got buried on the bench. To be I, fair. Okay. I, I'm not this is not me vouching for Theo Pinson because he's not a good player. He's not a good player at all. So now you're about to vouch for him. All right. Alonzo Trier is a superior talent compared to Theo Pinson. Yes. But um, he's a bull hog. That's probably why, you know, y'all did that move. But y'all could have got somebody else, you know, to sign. At this point, man, I'm 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 already bought into and Leon Rose we trust. I feel like he has trying to be like us, Sean Martin. Look at look at these guys over there. Listen, man, <laughs> I, I'm desperate for something good to come out of the garden, man. They had to take our game plan, guys. I like it. I like it. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say there, there's something that's happening. Something's in the works there, but. 
Sean Marks is the blueprint in New York right now. It's like, how do you build a basketball team? Do what Sean Marks did. And we have more like draft equity than you yeah, guys do. Way you know more. Did? You know what I'm saying? Way so more, bro. It's like, we should be able to, like, like this year, I only said the LaMelo thing because it's, it's very reasonable for Knicks to trade mm-hmm. him in this draft. It's very reasonable. We have numerous ways. You don't have to give up that much. Exactly. Like, you don't have to give up. Those Dallas picks are going to come in very handy. You know what I mean? And then it's not like, oh my God, we're going to miss him. Nah, Lucas a superstar. And then mm-hmm. KP next to him, y'all could get yeah. rid of those picks. You and then the Warriors don't really need number one. You know what I'm saying? Like, because like, they got the Timberwolves pick next year. Everybody forget. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Everybody forgot, and that's a deep draft, right? Like you said, they have the Timberwolves pick next year, bro. I don't believe you just said to me. Is is only? I think it's top one protected. I don't believe you just said that to me, son. <laughs> you, everybody forgot about it. Yo, that's crazy, son. Yo, just like, think about that. This next year's draft is literally the deepest draft, and in like I don't even know. I don't want to even like. I don't know the right year, but the draft is deep, son. But you said it was like 12 deep? Like at least, bro, I say 15, son. It's 15 good so basketball players in that draft. Imagine the Warriors getting a Cade Cunningham nah, that's coming ridiculous. off the bench. That's ridiculous. That's, don't say that to me. Look, you oh, looking it up? <laughs> it might be top three protected. I got to check. Is is a high protect, like, is either top one or top three. Um, but other than that, the Warriors get it. I'm just like, yo, the Timberwolves, like, what are you What are we doing? What are we doing here? Oh, my God. And we know the Timberwolves not making the playoffs next year. I know for a fact. Yeah, they're not making no goddamn. Because you got the Pelicans. They're going to be better next year and the Grizzlies. And those are the guys fighting for the eighth seed. And we didn't even mention the, t- the Trailblazers. Warriors own Minnesota's first round 2021 pick, top three protected. Look at that. I like the odds. Um, let me tell you who was ranked fourth in this draft. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Boston. He's only the um, best, one of the best players in the country. Well, right, right what position? Now. He's a six-seven small shooting guard. Oh, and that's so, what they need. Yeah, he's gonna be a small forward. Or they could have who I think is better than him, the East Coast's very own Jonathan Kaminga, um, who Dang. has been. Compared to Antoine Jameson and Sean Marion. So that's just to let you know that. Or, yo, son, this shit is crazy, bro. Like, are we scared? Should we be scared? No, we shouldn't be scared. We should, like, we gotta, like, exile the Timberwolves from the NBA for this shit. Like, (laughs) bro, the Warriors are gonna have a lottery pick back to back years as two, like, yep. Yo, son. And, like, the thing is, say, like, all right, say, like, um, Say one of the top three guys. Say one. All right, Cade Cunningham will be the number one pick in the 2021 draft. I am almost positive of that. Okay. So I'm going to say, say Jalen Green or Jalen Johnson falls a spot, bro. Oh, my God, Jalen Green. We forgot about him. Because he, he's, he's ranked number two. So I'm saying. They, they I just compared want him to Kobe? Yeah, bro. I, I would say a better comparison for Jalen Green would be like a more athletic um, like a Devin Booker, more athletic Devin Booker. Oh my God! You know what I'm saying? Oh my you know God! What I'm saying, bro. And then they could possibly add. Say they trade back. I know they said they're not interested in him. Trade back and get James Wiseman. Now you got two young guys that they Steph Clay and Draymond be like, all right, we showed y'all the blueprint. Here I go. 
Yeah, I really need you, bro, to take a just take a few seconds out of your day at some point today, just to look at the top fifteen of that twenty twenty one draft. Just like I know comparisons don't always do justice, but yeah. just look at the compare. Like you might not be able to get all the information you need from watching the film, but just mm-hmm. watch, look at the comparisons these dudes is getting. Like to be fair, Ja's been warning me about this for like two weeks. He's been really excited. And bro. I think me just telling him that Warriors news got him That's ridiculous, upset. It don't make any sense, son. <laughs> like, it don't make any sense, son. Like, Look at that pick in Wiggins. All right. Perfect example of what I'm trying to say to you. This, this, this may not be the truth. I doubt it is the truth. But there's a dude named Scotty Lewis who's ranked number 16 on the draft board. Oh, boy. His comp is D-Wade Light. That's all I'm saying, bro. He's 16. I know about him. I know about him. Scotty Lewis, 16. he's actually, he's very good. I bet. I bet, bro. He's very good. Zaire Williams at number seven is is compared to Paul George. Evan Mobley at six. His compa- comparison, LaMarcus Light. Oh Kaminga already said Sean Marion, Antoine Jameson. Brandon Boston, they have him as Brandon Ingram, Mike Miller, or Jeremy Lamb. All of those oh work very God. well on the Warriors. And do the Warriors become deep now again? Yeah, that's what's going to happen, bro. <laughs> And then you got Paul Pierce, uh, a.k.a. Jalen Jalen Johnson. They compare him to Paul Pierce. If they get... Bro. Bro. Yeah, I think I made y'all upset. We, we made this Knicks Nets talk into Warriors. Yo. It's a basketball talk. We Knicks and Nets fans going to go where it go. But goddamn, son. Like, yo, and that means next year, they can legit, like... And this brings us right back into the Giannis situation. Bro, if next year, if Giannis not happy with the Bucks. And the Warriors legit have the exact Andrew Wiggins, that pick, and whoever they draft in this year's draft. Yep. To be honest, you're not getting a better hole. Or they don't even have to offer that. Because if they have the leverage, they can be like Wiggins and the pick. That's it. That's true. That's true. But at the same time, it's like just because just like to just say like if someone came and really fought them for the for Giannis, they'd be like, yo, you cannot outdo this package, bro. You can't, you can't. We're giving them a a superstar talent in as Andrew Wiggins. I'm not saying he's a superstar, his talent is superstar level. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm giving you a lottery pick from this year's draft. Say it's James Wiseman, say it's whoever. He's a fucking lottery pick. His kid is unproved. He still is in his first year, he only had yeah. one year in the, in the league. And rookie contract, rookie contract at that mm-hmm. very minimum in a rookie contract. And then I'm giving you the number four pick, maybe in the best draft in the last five, six years. Here you go. That's a strong okay. package. And then that means the word that God forbid that means Giannis Antetokounmpo is on the fucking Warriors. I'm not gonna hold you. I'd rather if I'm the Warriors, I know Giannis will be great. That's instant championship. But I would like to see them young guys with Steph, Clay, and Draymond. And then they continue that. You know how good I, the Warriors will be for... But, but Giannis is young. Giannis is young. Never I mind. think I think Never Nixon... Mind. Yeah, exactly. If I say Nixon Nets fans, we just want to... We want something to build around. That's what it was. That's what, well, Knicks fans at this point, y'all got it. No, but, we don't. We don't improve nothing yet. <laughs> Katie still got to come back from his injury, bro. My man said, no, we don't. No, we don't. Who, who's playing? But nah, like, it's just... And it kind of goes back to what Bob Myers said like three years ago. We're light like, years ahead. We're light years ahead. They really are. They are, bro. They <laughs> fucking are. They are. They really bro. are. Like, they, they really got that for D'Lo. The fact that they figured out, the fact that the Warriors got KD to do a sign and trade just shows you how far ahead they are of everybody. Nah, but he, 
Katie said he did that because he, you know, he he fucks with the people in the organization, so he's not he's not gonna do them dirty like that. Which which is another thing that like people like to attack Katie, but the guy shows high character to me most of the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Because when that, when I saw they did a sign trade, I was like, why he do that? But when the story came out, he was like, he did that because he he owed the Warriors for helping him during those times. I was like, I right, right. yeah, man, got it. And That's true. He's still man's with Steph, so he don't want to, you know, do that. He's not man's with Steph, bro. Yes, he is, bro. He let Steph get on a plane from China and made his decision before what does that he say landed. About, what, is, what does that say about Steph's character? Yo, Josh, let me tell you something right now, bro. You are my man's, bro. You are my man's. You know this. You my man's 100 grand, bro. If I ever got on a plane, it could be from Florida to New York to make a decision with you and you made it before I landed, we're going to fight when I land. Like Steph came from China. I think I think we'll be. I would like that future though. You getting on a private plane? That would be good. But, <laughs> but we would be fighting if you made me get on the private uh, plane. We could get, we'll get over it. We're millionaires, you know, over a yacht. I get it, but like if you my man's, <laughs> you're not gonna do that to me, bro. That's how I. Yeah, that's, that's, that's gas man. right there. You're not gonna do that. Yeah, come on, bro. That's like, gas. <laughs> We all could see Katie's a little emotional dude. He probably had a little something going on that day and was like, fuck Steph. And that was it. What NBA player isn't? Katie's a little higher on the emotional side. He is. He is. He is. It's just that he's so nice that we don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm fine with it. Like, Charles Buckley was a nutcase. There's a lot of, like, weird characters. Yeah. I'm I'm just saying, Katie, he fits that mold. Definitely. I get you. But, um... Yeah, so now I just made myself sad thinking about the Warriors dominating the league for the next, like... I honestly forgot until you was telling me about the the next year's draft, and I was like, yo, what did the Warriors get other than Wiggins? And I was like, oh, shit. Yo, that is... The fact that Wiggins sucks so much that they had to give up a pick... (laughs) And this man averaged 20. He literally averages 20. Even though, I, I know, for the basketball guys out there that doesn't mean anything but I'm just saying some- well, what the fuck my bad for cutting you off what the fuck be on Bleacher Reports like they got Cade Cunningham as a small forward power forward fam is a point guard but I guess they try they projected him for the NBA in the future because he like they call him like smaller Ben Simmons but he's like 6'7 six, 6' six, like he could play a point guard position. He's a point, yeah, and he shoots. He can shoot all of yeah, that. Yeah, I'm about to look at videotape on these guys. Nah, do your do your um yeah your research, bro. You gonna be like fuck, because <laughs> like, in certain Man, why can't we be bad? <laughs> yeah, because certain like draft places, like I'm looking at Bleacher Report right now. They got Jonathan Kaminga ranked at third, so that would mean Jalen 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 Johnson. This month, they don't even got Jalen Johnson in the top. Nah, whoa, this must be wrong. They got Jalen Johnson at nine, bro. Jalen Johnson is number nine on Bleacher Report's draft board. All I'm waiting for is when we we tank for my son Mikey Williams. That's what I care about, man. Shout out to Mikey Williams making yeah. HBCUs a conversation again, even Young. though he's not going to one. Young goat. I like him. I like his game. He's big as hell too. I think he's like a six two six three freshman. He got bungees too. I said he want to be. Yeah, he's probably like six three. He got bungees. He's nice. I like that. I like that. I I like that. Don't let the Warriors get another lottery pick. They might end up with him too. Him, I know, but because that's my theory, you know, I think Katie, this is his last contract with the Nets. Um, And I think Kyrie's going to retire early after this contract. So, 
like he's gonna retire after this contract. So um you know, your hot takes you like you can't just be saying hot takes like this and trying to like breeze by them, bro. Like I'm not, you're saying I, Kyrie Irving might retire after this deal. Yeah. All right, here's my reason. Kyrie has a famous quote in Cleveland. I, I'm not gonna try to say it for you because I don't remember it fully. But he said talking about him actually retiring early. So he kind of strikes me as one of those guys, especially with this all going on, you know, everybody attacking him. I see him actually probably retiring early. Yo, I'm gonna you don't see you don't think it's far fetched? Yo, bro, let me say something. If if you properly predict Kyrie Irving retiring after this contract, Kevin Durant leaving for another team after this contract, y'all get how y'all don't get pop if KD don't stay? We just need pop for two years, bro. Literally. Yeah, but okay, sure. So all I'm saying is if you predict you need pop for his last two years, that's it. All I'm saying, if you can predict all of this, bro, you deserve... I'm not Thomas. Joshua Thomas. Yeah, you need, a, you need a job somewhere. Joshua Thomas. You could be the good thing, good thing I'm saying this on wax. That's a fact. What, now, what's the date? This is the 28th of June. And 2020. 2020. If it happens, man, you heard it for at first. My son, Negro Thomas. I'm just saying. And if Kyrie is still on the team, Katie, all right, Katie leave, right? This could be possible. Katie could leave and Kyrie's still on the team. He don't retire. Kyrie's Mr. Glass, bro. <laughs> he's not playing the whole season if he's by himself. We know that. Fact. So we might be that bad. Damn. So Lonnie Bates, here we come. I Mikey really, Williams, here we come. Yo, it's crazy how like we know about these kids so young and we already are just assuming that this 15-year-old kid going to save your franchise? Oh, I, I actually thought, I know it's crazy to say, when the Nets were really bad, they were dog shit. I was like, damn, LaMelo is really going to save this franchise. <laughs> you should say that. I remember you saying that to me too. That LaMelo is going to save y'all franchise. Uh, I was now, thinking about the wrong, you know, tall shooting guy. Now it might be us. Yeah, so it was like, it's crazy. It could be us, man. It would be great. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much is it. Next Nets talk, man. This great, was fun you know, with a little bit of Warriors in it. A little bit of Warriors in it, man. Watch out for the Warriors, twenty twenty one, y'all. They come in to destroy your life again. How old is stuff? That's a wrap. That was the first episode of the Knicks and Nets Basketball Hour on the Dad's Only Podcast Network. Thank you guys for joining us. Let us know how you feel about the podcast in the comments, rate, subscribe, all that good stuff. We appreciate everybody that's on this journey with us. This is the Dad's Podcast Network. I love this. We out of here.